Hello, hello. Welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and the flight patterns of the Eastern Pipistrol. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Michael. I don't um, even know what one of those is. <laughs> what is a Pipistrol? An Eastern Pipistrol is a, it's, it's a, um, it's a bat. It's a type of bat. I only know this because I went to a cave once, and they talked about the Eastern Pipistrol. <laughs> And the whole time we just joked about the Eastern Pipistrol. It has a different name now. I think it's like a tricolored bat. Is like the Can we talk bat. about the migrating patterns of the uh, tufted titmouse? I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a bird. It's Do a we bird. have to be explicit now? You never <laughs> Sorry. I think we have to put the explicit tag on this. Now I said oh. titmouse. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. That's offensive. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, let's do roll call. So, uh, Brad, are you there? I am obviously here. Uh, Matt, are you here? I am very much present, yes. All right. Michael, are you here, sir? Present? <laughs> I wonder how many people have caught the fact that's a Flight of the Concourse reference. Uh, I, I wonder how many people are totally sick of that gag. Yeah, well, we're going to do it every time. Or at least until... <laughs> like they know to fast forward. I'm, I'm sick of it. We've only done it three times, so... <laughs> Uh, well, if we ever have a guest, then we Well, I could, guess that's true. We could... But which we have, like, a laundry list of people at this point that actually want to be on this for yeah. some reason. So this is really exciting because this is the first week post, like, you know, releasing the podcast. So we're excited. We got some feedback. You love us. You really love us. <laughs> or you feel sorry for we us. Would like to, we would like to thank the Academy and Jesus. Yeah. And, um... And Kanye West. And Kanye West. <laughs> Without okay. his ego skills, we just wouldn't be where we are today. Let's go around, uh, and <laughs> we're going to talk about what you're drinking. Um, let's, I don't know. Brad, what do you got there, buddy? Uh, I am having uh, Oban Distiller's Edition Scotch. 1998 is the year this hit a barrel, and I will be talking about this later uh, in the FUFI segment. <laughs> I'll be talking about this lovely... Spoiler game. alert. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Scotch. Yes. Um... And then, Matt, what do you got? Uh, St. George Single Malt Whiskey is probably the best whiskey I've ever had. It's, it's probably the smoothest whiskey I've ever had. It's made um, in uh, the Bay Area, I believe, of California. Yeah, I'm not 100 I'm pretty sure. sure it is. I think it's made we in... We send the label uh, to Michael and he can read it. Yeah. Near, between somewhere near Oakland, San Francisco. Yeah. It's, it's very, very good. I highly recommend grabbing a bottle of it if you can find it. Yes. So, uh, I am drinking... Uh, some sort of cocktail Matt made for me. The it's Matt Polly cocktail. Yeah. The, the Matt cocktail. Matt cocktail. <laughs> San Pellegrino and vodka. Yeah, and um, the vodka is from Cardinal Spirits. Yes. And which in is our favorite in Bloomington, distillery. Indiana. It's pretty awesome. Um, and then the San Pellegrino. I got to read from the from the from the. the <laughs> this week, and Michael reads the label. It's called. Uh, it's it's an Italian tradition. Actually, I like San Pellegrino quite a bit. I don't drink it enough the blood orange is really awesome mm-hmm. you know the grapefruit was my favorite and i don't think they make it anymore you can't find it anywhere those nazis i know um but this is actually pomegranate and orange i don't know if you knew that yes it's 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 uh, wonderful so thank you matt for providing me with no uh, alcohol because i came unprepared in in more ways than in one. numerous in ways, numerous ways. <laughs> yeah. so um so now we're going to go into the news feed and i will go first this time um what so I really feel bad because we didn't say grind our gears at the beginning. You really should feel bad about no, that. Don't because, feel bad at all. Because I did bring a piece that actually grinds my gears. Um, <laughs> it's from a news article, which, you know, of course I 
I uh, have already navigated away from and have, like, give me one second. All right, <laughs> so it's from a, a news article. So when we talk about when we talk about the news, this this news article is, is three years old ago. So this is April fourteenth, two thousand thirteen. We're all about current events. Wow, yes, it's it's I think an Australian website. I'll post it. I, what's dot au? What does that mean? That's Australia. Yeah. yeah, nailed it. So <laughs> it was that or Austria. So the question is. Oh, this is the the, the, the the title of the thing is is a question. Why do some couples join Facebook accounts? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So okay, so, so we're gonna offend some people. So we're yeah. gonna if you have a joint Facebook account, leave now. <laughs> leave. Okay, so so okay, so this is one thing that, that really does in fact grind my proverbial gear, gears. Um, so we all, we all know that person who has the joint or the couple that has the, the joint Facebook account. And what this article basically says is that they, they have a, a psychotherapist in here. Because I was like, why? Why do people do this? Um, and Facebook was created to be all about you. But when we have a joint couple, um, it becomes about them. And um, it, it, makes that, it makes that individual or those individuals one person. And I get the marriage and we're going to sure. have solidarity and, and they say that it and all that, that crap. yes and all <laughs> that crap. um but they say that that most couples say that the reason why they're doing it is because um they want to portray themselves as as a joint identity um that that it's it's there to say that they have solidarity but to me personally it <laughs> says that there is something wrong somebody screwed up somewhere and they need to be held accountable it's, yeah, I've kind of often wondered that too. I, I've wondered about the motivations behind it, and I, I'm guessing it's probably different for each couple that does that. My wife and I have had this discussion too, and not into the same, not in the way of like I think we should do this, but I don't get it, kind of discussion. Um, I get, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know what. I guess if you'd have to ask the individual couple, like, what is your motivation? I'm sure we'll yeah. get some feedback on it. Maybe yes. maybe give they'll us tell some us. feedback. Yeah, on. give us I'm some feedback because we're kind of curious. I, I think it reeks of insecurity. I, and I'm, that's a bold claim. I know I have friends on my Facebook that are, have joint group, and I'm not saying anything about them specifically, but just as an outside observer, it seems like somebody had a little bit of infidelity, and I don't want to point fingers. But that's I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's a case with everybody. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case with that some too, people. Sure like that's not. that's. Yeah. I, in all honesty, that's sometimes. That's sometimes my first. I don't know if that's where I go initially. Other than, or do I just go? I, a lot of times, I just go straight to it's that I don't trust each other. Yeah. Like they to don't trust not hit on people from high school or college hold or secret, whatever. Hold or secret hold messages. Secret messages. Like. That's that's a lot. Most of the time, in all honesty, where I where my brain goes first, and whether that's true or not, I don't know. And I'm guessing there's not going to be a whole lot of couples that are going to be like, "Yeah, that's why." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I screwed yeah. up and texted Susie from right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I've I've wondered about this a lot too. It I don't know that it grinds my gears, but it, I do find it odd. Oh, times. it drives me crazy. How can I write them a Facebook message? Who am I talking to? Yeah, that's the one thing with me that I, I don't know. I don't know who I'm talking to. That's the only thing I find sort of I, frustrating. Is not the right word. It's Facebook. Who cares? But like, I don't know. I, I I wonder that too. So one thing that that they they use as a justification is that that it's like combining your bank account. Like it's it's like a joint bank account. Okay. And like I can buy so that. So I I can get behind that, but that said, I I can't get behind that. 
It's <laughs> Come on, I'm on board, but I'm not on board at so all. So Michael, yes. obviously, like, hates I understand. any of you out there that have this, but we do want to hear. Matt and I are a little softer on this yes. issue, but we do want to hear, like, honestly, honestly, want to hear feedback. Uh, just tell us why, because I, I don't, I don't really understand. Who do you it. think you are? <laughs> Seriously, no. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, I get that Facebook is, is, is. You know, a lot of people use it for their family mm-hmm. to, to share sure. pictures. And sure. I, I get that. Um, for me, um, I am nothing if not a rule follower. <laughs> and it is against Facebook rules to have a joint account. That's why you see people with like Bill in Susie, the kids that can't put the word yeah. and in there because it's against policy yeah. because you're not allowed to have a freaking joint Facebook account. Yeah. <sighs> I've actually seen people that have a joint Facebook account, but then also have separate ones, and I can't really can't figure that out. No, that doesn't make any sense um, either. Yeah, this is a mystery to us. Like, audience. if it's so, if it's a trust issue, like maybe go get that worked on. Maybe don't or have Facebook at all, or, or don't have Facebook at all, or I mean, like Facebook, like I said, like my I, my Facebook's always open on my computer. Yeah, like I, I, have, I don't. I do don't have some friends. Out. I do have some friends on my newsfeed that have this, and I can say without a doubt in both of those instances or a few of those instances that I can think of off the top of my head, I don't think it's a trust issue. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing what I know, of, I don't think that's it. Doesn't fit the profile at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I, what I really, profile do people who have trust issues? <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess that profile is probably the wrong word, but. I, I would say that I, I can't fathom in any of the people that I know in those relationships being unfaithful, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. Um, so, but I, I don't know. Let us know. Uh, legitimately want to know. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. I think, um, I, I, I don't know. I just, it just, I don't like it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like, Once again, Michael hates you all. Send us your questions. Send all your hate mail to Michael. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I should preemptively just unfriend all the people with join <laughs> Just so I don't have to hear back from them. Um, but that said, like, I, I still love you. I just think that you're m- making poor life choices. <laughs> Michael's going to fire you into the sun at the end of this episode. <laughs> yes, I, I am. This is preemptive firing you into the sun. So you're welcome. All right. Who wants to go next? Uh, I don't care. Go ahead, Matt. Um, so I was just dorking around trying to find stuff. And I, as I, when I grew up as a kid, um, I was always into space stuff. I grew up as a, an adult. Or a lion. I haven't decided yet. A what? I don't know. Are you talking? <laughs> Stop Michael's talking. Been drinking for <laughs> a couple of hours. <laughs> no, that is not true. <laughs> I, I grew up loving space. Like anything space related at all. I went to space camp. Shh. You ruined it. That oh, was the I'm best sorry. part. Yes, I did go to space camp as a sophomore in high school. Um, he was very popular with the ladies. <laughs> I do have a question. Are those space pants you're wearing? Because your butt is out of this world. <laughs> that is the craziest See? thing ever. Okay, so now we're going to fire Michael into the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this will be Michael's last podcast for this. Um, it's been nice. It's been nice. It's been good. Now, we, now we're going to rename it Two Normal Americans and a Creep. <laughs> We're just going to rename the podcast every week to insult Michael. We're going to have a joint Facebook account with myself and myself. <laughs> Michael and Michael Basinger. Yes. Michael um, and Michael. Anyway, let's let Matt. So anyway, so I you know I went to space camp and um, unrelated to this article, but I was the shuttle commander for our mission. We we crashed. Oh, I'm just going to say. We crashed and killed yeah. everybody. Yeah, we crashed. Um, anyway, so I was reading and they just, just uh, the Hubble telescope um, which is probably one of the finer instruments that have ever been devised by mankind. 
they basically launched it in 1990 and pointed it into space and have been taking pictures ever since. And after they worked out all the weird bugs. Yeah, there was weird bugs. <laughs> like like it, the mirror was all scratched or yeah, something. something. So like in 1903, they had to go and fix it. And ever since then, and they actually did their final upgrade on it. And it's good to like 2030 to 2040, they said. It was supposed to be done in like 2008. And like it's still going. So they, they pointed, they basically just pointed at empty space and start taking pictures and see what they can come up with. And they just... It says a scientist just pushed the Hubble telescope to its limits to confirm that a galaxy is 13.4 billion light years away, the most distant and oldest object known in the universe. Like, you say at that point, you're getting close to so, the beginning. Of yeah, the they year. said the light we see from the galaxy began its long journey through space just 400 million years after the Big Bang. Like they are basically they said they're within three percent of the Big Bang of observing that, that is because incredible. Yeah, I mean, like they're looking 13.4 billion years. In the past. Are you talking about the hit CBS uh, sitcom, The Big Bang? No. All right. Never am I. Never will I ever talk about that show that my parents absolutely love. Yeah, I don't know. That might that show might be good, but the fact that my parents watch it so yeah. religiously almost disqualifies it for me. Not that I, I mean I love my parents, but I feel like anything that they're going to think is funny probably isn't. Yeah, I avoided it for a long time, and then I just I binge watched it one day while I was putting bookshelves together, and you're in love. You're in love. I, I don't, I don't love it. I watch it, but it's you know. Um, anyway, so I, I bring that up because, like, that kind of stuff, and I, re- I recently just re- I read some of the book, um, A Brief History of Everything by uh, Bill... I, the science guy. No, not <laughs> Bill I, the science guy. Bill Hader? Bill... SNL? Same. <laughs> no. Bill, the guy um, next door that I know. <laughs> just name all the it. bills that we Anyway, it's, I don't think that's... Bill Clinton wrote it. Maybe that's no. someone's guy. It's not Bill Clinton either. Wild anyway. Bill. Wild Bill um, Cock wrote it. Rob Bell recommended it. It was one on his reading list. Anyway, he started talking about this. He does a whole section on space. And it really brought into focus in like this kind of stuff that they discovered with Hubble. Like, how massive. Like, we can't get our minds around 13.4 no. billion anything. We can't get our minds to around say, the distance between here and the moon. To point, to point I something. I don't even know how to get across town to without say, using No, he doesn't. No, you no, don't. No, he really doesn't. Yeah. You're the most directly impaired person I've ever it's met. It's true. Yeah. Even the town you grew up in. I've only lived here like 32 years, guys. I mean, we're <laughs> I mean, we're we're pointing this 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 telescope at something and it's seeing light that originated 13.4 billion years ago. It's just now seeing that. Yeah. I mean, like like that blows my mind. Yeah, like if you if you can look at stuff like that and just kind of go, eh. I mean, you've got some. There's you really this need to reevaluate your life really well with what we're talking about in FUFI today. Yeah, I mean. Like if you can't, if you've gotten to the point in your life where we call it that, I know. If you can get to the point in your life where you're you're mesmerized and like just absolutely kind of sit and wonder at kind of that that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's just mind blowing. Not only that we're seeing that, that we created an instrument, that mankind created an instrument that can see that, they can yeah, they can detect then, that. You know, you, we create you know, and they just talk about how they discovered what the red magnetic waves, the gravitational gravitational oh, waves from gosh. the Big Bang, like. Yeah. Like actual, like they think they actually discovered gravitational waves from the Big Bang with instruments that they created. Like they're out in the middle of the desert, like New Mexico or something. They basically shoot lasers, yeah, and amazing. the lasers waver when it detects a gravitational. It's something like that. I mean, yeah. I, like I can't, I can't get my mind around. I can't either. And I just, how do, you, want, I just, how do you come up with? How do you formulate the idea? Hey, this might actually detect these things if they actually yeah. exist, and then to be able to 
well, if we did this and we shot these lasers at these yeah, mirrors like this, and then they went this direction, that maybe if these exist, that we can catch. Like, I can't wrap well, my head. And I just watched, just watched the documentary again on Netflix, Particle Fever, where they talk about the the oh, Higgs boson, the large hadron collider, discovering the Higgs boson particle. Incredible. Yeah, like it's it's a seventeen mile long tunnel yeah. where they smashed underground protons and stuff together. Like, yeah, and the, the it the, sounds like, it sounds like something that like a. a like half insane eight year old would it, come it, up it's with. Science like, hey, what you smash I mean, these it's literally together. science fiction, but it's it's actual reality. These theoretical physicists and experimental physicists, the yes. theoretical physicists say, "I've got this theory. Find a way to test it." The experimental physicists test. So, okay, well, let's just start smashing crap together yeah. and see what comes it's out of it. Amazing, amazing. And like the more they, and what's even more crazy is the more they smash together, the more crap keeps coming out of it. Like. Yeah. Like they discovered the Higgs boson, but then which like, they thought was going to be what they called the God particle, like the smallest they could find, and then yeah. what they found when they discovered it was no, nope, yeah, it was going to hold, it was going to hold their whole unified theory together. And so they discovered, well, it was sitting right in the middle of either on the edge of chaos or on the edge of like the supersymmetry stuff they were talking about. Like yeah. it was right in the middle, so they have no idea what to do with that. Yeah. And so it just there's more experiments now and. Like, I watch that and I go, I understand about 9% of this, but it's absolutely mind It's an endless rabbit That hole. human it's beings incredible. can come up with the yeah. instrumentation, the engineering. I mean, who thinks of it? I mean, we re- it, like, everybody talks about, like, how much, you know, all the world's going to hell in a handbasket. It's like, you're not paying attention. No. Like, there is some, we live in an unbelievable, unprecedented, unbelievable time of history where you've got things like this happening and... I just, I mean, this, it's just absolutely incredible. You're just not paying attention if you think that the world sucks. Like, yeah. you're just not. Either that or you're just paying attention to the bad stuff that's happening and nothing else. And I think about, like, like talking to people who, I'm not going to name names, but there are people that I, that, that I think about whenever I, I think about science and how it's ever-expanding and how we're learning more about how things work than ever before. Mm-hmm. And I just think about that 1980s, like, that that Christian science where it's like not Christian science but you know what I mean yeah the, not the, the Christian science, science of Christianity yeah um, where it's did like did you use the word science in quotes because yeah. you probably should have yeah like and, and how you know like Satan planted dinosaur bones in the ground to distract us from the Bible yeah that, yeah that's science so, science homes. no that's mm-hmm. science fiction um, <laughs> but I just think about how like the world is 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 our universe is ever expanding I highly want to recommend the Ask Science Mike podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 uh, he's got a book coming out soon, too. He does. He does. He's got oh, a crazy story. Speaking man. of Science crazy. Mike, it's either Science Mike or Brian Green. I heard on uh, Pete Holmes' podcast. Brian Green is a uh, physicist, yeah. theoretical physicist. I think it was him who was talking about that the universe is, is basically rushing away. Like, they always yeah. thought after the Big Bang that it would slow down and it's actually getting faster. Yep. And they said there will come a time, you know, billions of years later where the universe will outrush light and there will be nothing in the sky. It'll be completely dark because it will, the universe will have outrushed. It will have accelerated faster uh, than the speed of light. Like, <laughs> I'd seriously, that's that, like that's a really terrible explanation, but that's essentially that's what he said, incredible. that it would rush away to the point where you can put a telescope in the sky and see nothing. Wow. That's, that's crazy. That's yeah. amazing. Anyway. Um, also want to recommend Liturgist Podcast as well. Yeah, so, also good. Recommend. And the Robcast. Rob and the Robcast. Podcast is really yeah. good as well. Yes, it is. So, a lot of while we're, while we're on the... Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I listen Pete to a lot of other podcasts, too. He's hilarious. but they're unrelated to this. I listen to, like, you know, 
Go ahead and say it. Galactica Forum? No. Go ahead and say it. Rob has a podcast about Survivor and other game shows like uh, Big Brother, which is amazing. God, how are we friends? I, I really don't understand. I don't know. <coughs> anyway, is it my turn? What you yeah, got, buddy? Greg. Okay. So, <laughs> I was, I, I, I was going to really try to not do any sort of grind my gears type things for are these. Are we all doing like real serious ones? Oh, no, this will be... This is serious in that it's ridiculously sad. There's no of, drunk monkey. But it's funny. It's funny. Not everyone can be drunk time. monkey, Michael. Uh, so, uh, have you heard of the jelly bean prayer? Oh, oh man, gosh. That's I have right. no idea what you're talking about. You can imagine. It, okay, so I didn't know this was a thing. I I was I grew up in church my whole life. I was a youth pastor for what seven years. Oh. I've been I, I don't know. Like I, I had no idea this was a thing. Um, so it's, it's, it's called the jelly bean prayer. And so it's a way to teach young kids about Christian things. And by Christian things, I mean, shame and guilt and why they suck as human beings. So, um, so each color of jelly bean has a, a word association. Okay. Now this is bad enough. Okay. I won't say that. Okay, here's... Where is your source here? Okay, my source... I found this on Facebook. It was a guy I followed that somebody sent it to him. So I actually... I did my research, and by research, I mean I Googled this for about 13 seconds. Thank you, Google. Um, but Google confirmed that this is a thing. Okay, in fact, you can buy these on inter, uh, Oriental Trading Company. Oh. Yeah, so automatically you know where this is. So um, so it's, it's obviously a quality product. Um, okay, so you've got... <laughs> Each color means something different, and uh, so start with the happy ones. I'll start with the happy ones. So green is for growth. Okay, I can see that. Uh, purple's for royalty for some reason. Yeah, because yeah. you know Jesus. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get the color, but why Jesus are we talking wore a about? Sash, I know, but why are we talking about royalty with young kids? Anyway, um, yellow is heaven. I guess maybe for yellow, Streets of Gold. Yellow Brick Road. Oh. Yellow Brick Road. Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. So it's for Oz, too. Jesus yeah. and Oz. Um, Ozzy Osbourne? White is for clean. Different okay. Light is for what? what? White, white is for clean. Okay. I'm assuming, you know... Like white as snow? White as snow. Our sins are gone. That kind of thing. Uh, red is for Jesus' blood. Uh, it literally has Jesus' blood Does it taste like blood? It. Here's a picture. We'll put this picture up. Oh, man. Literally has um, Jesus blood. Right it now. does say Jesus. Yeah, and then the of course, of course, my favorite is the black for the black for sin. Sin. So you know, I want to know as you're passing these out to children, like here's here's all these good things, and eat the black ones. So you can find out why you're such a horrible little human being, you monsters. I want to know if God God is so angry with you. Um, scenes, this tastes like shame and guilt. <laughs> I would say a red one tastes like iron. I, I know, right? Is, like, is it sort of hemoglobin? This tastes like right? pennies. Right. <laughs> I can see, I can see, like you hand out a bag of these to like, like you've got that one kid that like you want to kick out every week and send him back to his you parents. You just give him a bunch of black <laughs> ones, <clears throat> Timmy. We gave you black ones because you're awful. <laughs> I but but there's one red one in there. So, hopefully, you will learn to clean. And there's one white one because they're now clean. Okay, I, so I, wait, 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 I got one more. I think the, the red ones are cherry flavored blood clots. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah, okay, yeah. so here's what I think. Okay. The fact that you're teaching kids penal substitutionary atonement aside, Google that. That's one of my favorite, one of my favorite words. I didn't say penile substitutionary it's atonement. Close That's something totally different. Penal substitutionary atonement. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. 
I think we're going to have to put explicit on this. Now. Is, is penile an explicit thing? Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. So, so anyway, Google penal substitutionary <laughs> atonement and then reject it, utterly reject that doctrine uh, in the process. Uh, but the fact that we're teaching that alone aside, okay, I can understand. At least it, it's something, it's creative. It gives kids something that they can latch onto fine. My problem is, once again, just the commodification of everything Christian. Like, you can't do your, and I'm sure people do, your own jelly beans. To, you can't bring your own jelly beans to this. You've got to have this, the, the jelly bean prayer brand. The blood-flavored one. From Oriental <laughs> Trading Company. Like, that's the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. Well, all, you can't have secular jelly beans anymore. <laughs> you can't, it kind of goes back to what we talked about a little bit last jelly week, belly. though. They're out. There is no more jelly belly. You bet, have to do. I bet the secular ones taste prayer better. beans. They might. They, they taste probably better. do. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's I. I. I just. I these ones are all just really bland. Have you ever had <laughs> the Harry Potter ones? The Harry Potter jelly. Yeah, beans? they're awful. They're, they're awful. so gross. The My kids keep ones. trying to get I me to taste them. Here, it's it's alive, and they're like giggling. <laughs> sure, it is. I had a diaper white flavored one. I've had grass. I can't do. If I ever get a vomit one, it'll taste like vomit because I will literally vomit. You'll be like, yeah. There's no way. The booger, like all of that. Um, it's just disgusting. Anyway, that's my thing. I, I didn't know this existed. Can't believe it existed. Had no clue. Oh, I can believe it exists. I've seen all kinds of stuff like that. Exist. Go to Oriental Trading, buy the jelly bean prayer jelly beans, and taste your shame and guilt. And then throw them away. Actually, don't buy them. them. Just send a nasty letter. That's what my dad does when he's upset. He sends him <laughs> a, a strongly really, worded letter. <laughs> I bet that goes a long way too. It, it actually works. really does. Does it? It works. It pays off really well. Huh. So I just noticed your shirt. It says Artesian City. Where'd you get that? Uh, my wife bought it for me. Yeah, I have one too. Nice. Yeah, they're really nice. I can hook you up. Cool. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to pay for it. But I can hook you up. <laughs> okay. It's not free. Nothing's free, sir. Totally unrelated. Except Jesus' yeah. blood. I don't know. I just saw that. All right. <laughs> that's you that's what I... You're wearing clothes today. That's what I'm wearing clothes on this podcast. That's what I have for the week. So. Um, thank you, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> I really value your submission to me. That's great. I, I appreciate that, Michael. Um, okay. So now we're going to go to everybody's favorite section, the further up, further in. A.K.A. the F-U-F-I section. <laughs> I love that we have to giggle every time we say it. We're such children. <laughs> we don't say it. We don't giggle at Not it at this really. point. All right. So, Brad, kick us, aw- kick us, kick us away. Kick us off. Like, kick, do I'd the, like to kick you away kick the a number things. of times tonight already. <laughs> yes. um, okay. So, I want to talk about the, the sacred and the ordinary. And here's where I sort of came up with this. I was thinking about this. Um, I was drinking... I enjoy scotch. I have a number of scotches at my house. A, a what I would call a stable of scotches. What is that? House. The plural for scotch? Scotches, scotchies, scotches, 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 scotches. Anyway, it's not like deer. I enjoy. I enjoy. How do you know? Yeah, I enjoy whiskey of numerous provenances. I enjoy bourbon. I enjoy Irish whiskey. I have a special place in my heart for scotch. However, and I was thinking about this. I was drinking it. What an amazing. An amazing thing. It really is. I, I I realize that I consider whiskey, but especially scotch. This and to some people, it's going to sound utterly ridiculous, and maybe it should. As a, a sacred drink, and here's why I say that. This this I, I'm holding a scotch in my hand currently from Oban Distillery, which is a from the Western Highland region of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, that wait wait is all scotch from 
Yes. Yeah. To be called Scotch, it has to be from Scotland. Oh, good, good news. I yes. didn't know that. <clears throat> there's, there's, there's different kinds of whiskey, but Scotch right. is Scotch comes specifically from Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. The more you In know. the same way that Irish whiskey has to be from Ireland, or it's not Irish. So, yeah. The more you know. Um, <clears throat> so, the whiskey that I'm currently drinking um, is from Oban Distillery in the Western Highland region of Scotland. Now, this scotch was distilled and put into a barrel the year I graduated high school, 1998. Um, I find that, that alone I find incredible. Um, I think of all the things that have happened in my life since 1998, college, marriage, children, uh, a career that I thought I was going to be in for the rest of my life, only to find out that, that wasn't the case, finding a new career, like all these things. And while all those things were happening, this was just sitting in a barrel. Waiting for you. Waiting for specifically me, yes. Right now. Um, now, on top of that, this whiskey is especially scotch, and why why I enjoy scotch so much among, among I would say above other types of whiskey, is de- it, these taste different even depending on the region of Scotland that it comes from. The different regions of Scotland have different tasting whiskeys, and each distillery tastes different. That I find that absolutely amazing. Um, that depending on how you the, the type of water that's used, um, it's mostly used from from streams and springs and different things on these uh, in these regions. The type of water that's used to the type of still that it's distilled in to the way that they roast the grain to the type of barrel that it's put in. That something that is essentially just starts out as water and grain uh, when mixed, when boiled and distilled into alcohol uh, with fermentable sugars and then put into a wood barrel can just sit. And it just sits for years and years and years and comes out as something delicious, as something that... um, is is to me a special <clears throat> a special beverage, um, and I feel like there's something sacred about that how all those things can come together, depending on the science that's behind it, all the different things that by just sitting in a barrel and depending on what kind of wood they use, just sitting in a barrel can be transformed. Just I, I feel like there's 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 a lesson on humanity in that, that just sitting and being patient. Um, and allowing nature, God, whatever you want to call it, not that God makes whiskey, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as we relate this to our lives, we relate this to humanity, just sitting in patience and waiting and allowing <clears throat> these things to take their course, that things can be transformed. Um, okay, go ahead. I was just thinking, kind of like, this is... <laughs> I apologize. Like, um, he's about to derail no, the whole thing. No, 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 I'm not going to derail you. It just, it reminds me of... Um, metaf- Metamorphosis, which is like reminds me of like butterflies. And yes, you yeah. Know, it's, it's, oh, it's sure. I mean, this, idea this that sits. I mean, like I said, and there's things that they do to these. I mean, the barrels it'll sit in a barrel, and as that as it sits in a barrel, there are some that will evaporate out of the wood over time. Um, certain whiskies in different, especially the Islay region of Scotland, um, have a distinct smoke flavor to them and peat flavor, an earthy flavor. And that's because those the grains are roasted over peat fires. They literally take them from peat bogs. They take these big bricks of peat and they 
burn them and that smoke comes up and flavors the grain. So and then if you're a Parks and Rec fan, Lagavulin. Yes, I actually have a bottle of Lagavulin. I actually didn't. I didn't bring that tonight, but um, that those whiskeys are smoky, but they also have a a hint of uh, sea salt flavor to them because they sit on the ocean, and so that in the air comes in through the barrels and flavors the whiskey. That is amazing to me. It is a wonder that something can be just basically just a distilled alcohol nothing super special and then could be transformed by just patience and waiting that this sat in a barrel for 15 years it was came out of a barrel in 2013 um for 15 years it just sat there now the barrels got rotated from time to time uh checked for quality that kind of stuff and the distiller decides when it's time to bottle this but it just sits and some evaporates as it evaporates the flavors condense they become stronger they change and it to me that is a sacred process a sacred process so i wanted to talk tonight and ask the question what are some things that you guys have you ever found anything sort of sacred in the ordinary in ordinary things have you found them to be um sacred the reason i ask the question is because i don't i don't think that we're very good at that in our culture we've lost the we've lost wonder everything's normal everything's just blah like you're talking about space yeah I can't. I'm, I am amazed about how many people. I mean, the guy uh, Scott Kelly, mm-hmm. that just spent just spent a year in space and he yeah. came back, and I was. I thought, how amazing! That is absolutely astounding that that man was able to spend a year in space. He grew two inches in yeah. space. I mean, he, he's probably back to normal now. Yeah, he's in incredible pain. Gravity's so. crushing him. I'm yeah. sure he is. Um, astounding. I, and so I I, made an effort in my life the last few years to try to keep a sense of wonder at things that we have take for granted so what are some things that you guys I mean Abraham Joshua Heschel said I asked for wonder like oh that's a great book too it's a fantastic book I mean that is just something that we like you said we just do not do like we have just we kind of just lurch from day to day and I think you know for me and I wrote I wrote a few things that's not so much there I mean for me scotch is definitely one of those or any kind of like you know, scotch, whiskey, bourbon, anything like that. I mean, even wine is like that. I mean, coffee's like coffee's like that. Yeah, like that. I, I mean, really, like, like, it is. Yeah, I yeah. like there are things like that. Sure. Like that. Sure. I mean, the, when there's there's time and there's process and there's waiting involved, like that is something we just suck at as a culture. Anymore. Yeah, we don't it's, wait for anything. It's something like, rich in heritage too. It's like it's something oh, that's sure. been on. Like that 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 takes time. Whiskey's been around for some hundreds of, the, of years. Yeah. The I mean, best things take time. Yes. Are they are they been around for a while? So it's a, it's a yeah. time honored process to yeah. where, you know, like even cheese for that matter. Like there's some really freaking great cheeses because they've been making yeah. that yeah. kind yeah. of cheese everywhere. Well, I mean, there's there's, there's they've done her- one thing and they've done it well for really years. really. I mean, there's a heritage like that. It connects you to that heritage. I mean, as you're drinking this, you're drink, you're you're taking it all the way back to the monks who called it the water of life, and yeah. Yeah. you know, started making it, you know, and you know, I, I wrote a few, I, I wrote a couple notes to kind of think about this whole sacred and, and the ordinary thing, and especially as it relates to like whiskey, and we all enjoy the occasional cigar or the pipe mm-hmm. or something like that, and and I think for me, I think what's so sacred is not just in the construction of these things and the, the making of them, but one of the most sacred things is just the enjoyment of it because it forces us to slow down. Yeah. Oh, you, sure. You don't guzzle whiskey. You don't throw back Well, scotch. people do. and that You go, do. Go, I'll, you, I'll you, talk about that. Go you, do, you, you do, 
but that's not what it's meant for. Like, for like for me, if I get a bottle of scotch, I've got bottles of scotches I've had for like a year and a half right. that I haven't finished because I don't I don't want to finish them for one because they're expensive, yeah. but also because there's something in those that it, like it forces me to slow down how I even yeah. consume them because yeah. they're so special to me. Yeah, and the cigars are the same way. Like I have to I have to sit and smoke that cigar. Like you know, I can't just put it out and come back to it. Like I just I'm not doing that. Like if I sit down, I commit time to it. Right. And I sit in my driveway or I sit in my garage and I smoke a cigar and I enjoy and for me it's about slowing down and, and even just cocktails. Even like a cocktail simple is what Michael's drinking. Like for me, like in the summertime especially, for me, like I connect all this stuff to sitting in my driveway on my dead end street with my neighbors that I love and that I know everybody on my street. And we all gather together at times, and people just kind of wander down, and we talk for a while. Like, there's a sense of community to it. There's a sense of, of something beyond just the moment. It's kind of like, you know, like that, you know, they talk about the, the veil kind of being coming thinner between heaven and earth. Like, there's a something bigger going on here than just me sitting in my driveway drinking and smoking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, I'm not, it, 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 what's nice is that I'm not doing anything, I'm just kind of being in that moment. Yeah. And that's what's sacred is is just being present in that moment at that time with those people or even by yourself with that book, with that music. Like I live for those moments. I mean, absolutely live for moments like that with whether it's with you. I mean, even this podcast, I mean, for us, for the last three weeks has been a sacred thing for us because it allows us to get together as friends and just hang out and talk and shoot the crap Talk about things that matter. Talk about things that don't matter. We're in the moment. And that's what's, that's sacred. Yeah. Yeah. I think about like, so there, there, I think in nature and I always feel more connected to, to God um, in those moments where, you know, I'm in nature. I'm not super outdoorsy, but like, that's when I feel most connected when I, you know, have fresh air, sure. when the, it's beautiful outside um, or underneath the stars, like. Those are the times when I feel most connected or I feel like those moments. But then I think about like um, another thing is is Johnny Cash. Like I like listening to him sometimes like it just it it speaks to me in a different level. And it's it's not just that this is good music. This is like it means something. But one thing that I and then coffee, I feel the same way about how you feel about that. Like, yeah, I I do with coffee. I mean, it's 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 a ritual. It's it's Mm -hmm. something that takes time. It's something that is perfected. Um, But I, I. I guess my story, and as you guys were telling yours, I was thinking of of um, the time. Okay, so do you guys know um, Brian Wilson from mm-hmm. The Beach Boys? Sure. Yeah. Um, so the story with the with the album Smile is Brian Wilson. Um, he recorded this album, or, or started recording this album, while the rest of his bandmates were were um, on on tour, and so they come back and like this this album really it literally just breaks him. As a, as a human being, um, he he was on drugs, so that that helped too. Um, but it, it's, it's <laughs> that helps everything. Yes, he was. I mean, he was just. It literally drove him to the point of, of just insanity. And he went. If, if you, uh, there was a movie recently about um, about his experience, but um, I don't remember what it's called. But it was really good. Um, it had John Cusack in it. Um, Paul Dano, I think. Um, I like both of them. Anyway, so um, it really just it, it threw him into the deep end, and they never finished the album. It was never released. They had a, a album called Smiley Smile that came out, but it wasn't the same. It was different pieces that they had mm-hmm. scavenged. But he, he pretty much 
toss the tapes, or they were lost, or they were locked down. Anyway, I don't even remember how many decades later he decides he's going to re-record the album. Um, and I remember like being so freaking excited because I liked Smiley Smile. It, it's crazy. Download it. It's look. At, it's it's just insane music. But I remember the the night it came out, the the Brian Wilson Smile. And I drove to uh, the record store to get it, and I, and I was there at midnight because I was that it was that big of a deal, and I had been, you know, listening to it. And I literally get in my car. I, I, I it was a CD. Put it in my car, and the first song is called "Our Prayer G." Um, I listened to it, and I literally just wept, like because it mm-hmm. was yeah, so sure. much emotion. Yeah, and it's something sure. that took yeah. so much time, mm-hmm. and to know that like this was finally that man's journey. Of, of decades of just like, of just in dark, dark times, and to know that he had that release, and for me, it was like it was moved me so freaking sure. much. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. An album by a dude who was in the Beach Boys. Like, right. I know. But it was it makes so no sense freaking whatsoever. beautiful. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had. I mean, I think we've all had those moments where, like, I did the other day. You're completely caught off guard. Yeah. Where like that whole veil, like not just gets thin, but gets torn completely apart, and you glimpse something bigger. Yeah, and you can't you can't explain it. No, like I was sitting in my car when I worked what at the factory. The Celtic Christians call it thin places. Yeah, where yeah. the veil between sure. what they would say the veil between heaven and earth was so thin they called it a thin place. Where it's ultimately a mystery, and it, there's something that happens to you, but you can't explain. There's no way to put words. There's to no it. way to put words. I mean, I was yeah. sitting in my car at the factory, you know, a couple of years, about a year ago, a year and a half ago. Listen to Sigur Rose, our favorite Icelandic band. Yeah, I've had this and experience. Like, eh, they're like number two for me. Behind Bjork? Yes, Bjork. The swan dress. Yes. I have one of those. So I you know, I was sitting listening to their new their newer album and like just this song comes on, and it's just this moment where like his voice kind of ascends and the instrument like and like I just put everything down and close my eyes and literally it was just like sitting in my car crying because like it was just this yeah, totally inexplicable moment where like Again, you can't explain it. I can't put it into words. Unless you felt that, and I'm sure everybody has to some extent, or, uh, you know, I I can't explain what it was. Yeah, like, and I think and that's it's probably different for everybody. You know, I've had instances like that with a good scotch or with music or with a book. Mm-hmm. Um, you read a passage that just... It, it may be, and I, I've had this happen with the Bible. I've had this happen with other things, things you may have read before, and all of a sudden it hits you and it just oh, destroys yeah. you. Like, yeah. utterly... Just it totally blows your doors off and catches you off guard. Um, I had a, I was driving through Indianapolis the other day for work and uh, I was listening to the Jonesy's live album. Jonesy's the lead oh singer of, of uh, Cigarettes and uh, Stars of Still, Still Water <laughs> was the song. And I was literally like, I and I, it caught me totally off guard. It was sunny out, mm-hmm. nothing spectacular was going on. Like I was just driving to a job. And all of a sudden, I found myself with tears in my eyes, and I couldn't explain it. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't thinking about anything. I wasn't. It was just like this sacred moment that it's just it's just you and whatever the universe, yeah. the divine, whatever what I, whatever it is, whatever I, you want to call it's it. It's a mystery. Whatever you want to call it, it's ultimately a mystery. Um, but I. I I just feel like as a culture, we've lost. I, I feel like so few people probably have those experiences because nothing there's no wonder in anything anymore Hmm. until you grasp that wonder 
and, and regain some sense of wonder. I don't know that you can have those experiences. We just we yeah. just consume. Like, we're just consumer culture. And it, not just in that we partake in things, but that we don't even think about where they come from. Like, you know, you know, Brad talked about the scotch and how it was made and, like, yeah. the, the process oh, that goes on. Michael talked about the Beach Boy, you know, the you know Brian Wilson's album that took, you know, all these decades to finally come around to, like... If you don't think about those processes, all you're doing is consuming. Things. Yes, like you're you're, you're, you're you're not you're. I wrote this down today. I, I typed while I was driving. Don't judge me. Um, I'm judging. You. you know, we talk about like for me, and I think for you guys, like the scotch, the cigars, the whatever it is. There's something about enjoying things just for the sake of what they are, yes. not yeah. what they can do for you. Yes. Like scotch doesn't do anything for me. I don't drink enough don't, of it at a time to like. It, no, it's, it I, I does, don't get drunk. I don't get. Buzzed, it doesn't like, do anything. No. Like this podcast, I'm not. I'm not sure it does anything. But it's we're enjoying it for the sake of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we're making any money. Off no. This, I mean, will we? It, it's not I mean, a business thing. It's not like we're just doing this because we enjoy it. Yeah. Like there's something to be said for doing things for the simple fact of enjoyment. And I think, and maybe that's one thing that Christian culture is sort of beaten out of people is like you can't just enjoy things. You have to have there has to be a meaning behind it. There has we, to be a uh, like a you can't just talk to somebody. There has to be like this motivation behind it. There it's has like, to be meaning behind your jelly beans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It can't just be a jelly bean for the sake Excellent of call jelly back. Bean. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's great. Yeah. But but I, I think um and what it kind of harkens back to I think we touched on this in the last podcast was the idea of sacred and profane and. I don't know that there's a whole lot of things. It, what makes something profane is what you or sacred is what you do with that thing, not the thing itself. Sure. So, like, let's go back to whiskey because I enjoy it, and because it's kind of where we started with this. Um, I I see this as a sacred thing because I make it sacred. I mm-hmm. appreciate. I have wonder at the process and the fact that something can be so diverse just from one single tiny country. Sure. In the somewhat North Atlantic Ocean is that all of these depending on the what's used and the things that are used and the processes that are used it tastes different it smells different it finishes different on your palate it it like that kind of stuff is incredible to me but if you're just going to go buy a bottle of Jim Beam just to get drunk you have made something like whiskey profane yeah and that's the problem and I think that's what a lot of you know we, we point to like the New Testament and the Bible and everybody's like well it's just a bunch of rules it's not. That's not what it's intended to be. When, when the, I think what the writers were pointing at when they're saying, talking about things like, don't be, you know, drunkenness and orgies and all these different things. They were what they're saying is you have made something <clears throat> that is beautiful and sacred into something profane. I mean, the church has such a weird focus on sex that that's another thing that is a sacred act. But when you when it's there's a number there's a couple of ways that you can make that profane and the church makes it profane in one certain way now it's profane in the way if it's just a frat boy wanting to see how many girls he can you nail. know nail in, to use the parlance of our times <laughs> in the parlance of in our the times. parlance of our times that that's that make that takes a sacred act and it just reduces it to this profane just physical act mm-hmm. um but when the church does it too and when it becomes and this I think this is a dying viewpoint thank god that of that sex you get the idea that sex is just for procreation it's just for bringing kids that makes it profane too you've taken the beauty out of it and it's just turned into like this process of just having to have kids like it's so sterile yeah you've, yeah you've completely sterilized it and made it something that's less than what it should have been and what it was meant to be less than beautiful and um it, so you know we 
this all goes back to our, our how we view the world, how we view things. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a sense of wonder at processes and, and science and things that happen that create these amazing things? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I find it, I, I, I find myself, I, the older I get, I know I'm only 36, but the older I get, the more I feel like I have wonder at things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing, and I feel like that's the way it should be. Um, Even watching my kids at times gives me wonder when they're not driving me crazy. Um, So like 2% of the time. Yeah. So even that 2% is great. But especially my three-year-old, Miles, to watch him learn things and pick up on things, Mm -hmm. and you sort of, you get to every once in a while glimpse these light bulb moments, and you see the wonder on his face at things. When we go to like a children's museum or we go to the zoo and I just see like a giraffe, but he just sees this amazing animal. Like he just, it blows his mind. Like he sees all these things and it just blows his mind. He's seeing the picture books and he's like, holy crap, those things are It's a real real thing. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like to see the the look of wonder on his face. I mean, I mean, I think that could be, it's possible that when Jesus says, you know, approaching life like a little child is when you see the kingdom of God. Unless you do that, you'll never enter that kingdom. I just wonder if he's talking about a sense of childlike wonder at the world. Mm-hmm. That until you have that sense of wonder, I don't know that you can see the divine. Because you're going to miss it in things like whiskey, music. If music's just a thing you listen to in your car and not something that you appreciate for what it is, that all these disparate instruments and notes and things can come together and form something that can move you to tears, it's yeah. incredible. Like, I don't, I don't know, I just, I just think it's amazing. Um, and the older I get, the more I'm seeing that in things, and I, I pre- that I, and I appreciate things more. I mean, even something as weird as like, I have wonder at airplanes still. Oh I'm 36 God. years old, and I I drive a lot through Indianapolis, over by the airport. over by the airport, and I still get like it a blows thrill mind, when I see them. Like every yeah. once in a while, when I'm going past, one will take off almost right next to me, mm-hmm. and I still get a thrill, or one will land, go over the top of me as I'm on the interstate mm-hmm. and land. I I just. I get I'm going to have an accident. I'm going to die well, one the day thing that, the I've been thing watching airplanes. Well, the like thing that's amazing is I hate flying, but I love airplanes. Yeah, I love flying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still, even when I'm flying, though, I'm fascinated by it. But, um, I don't know, I just think there's a lot out there that we could, I think God is found in things like that. The divine is found in ordinary things, mm-hmm. and we miss it so often. We want to see... And it's not that sunsets aren't amazing, because I think you can certainly, you know, I think a lot of people sense the divine in certain things like that. Um, things that are obviously beautiful. Right. But I, I guess I guess then the difficult thing is, can you find the sacred in, and this is, I think, where Jesus really was pointing people to, can you find the sacred in the homeless, the mm-hmm. prisoner, the sure. thirsty, the hungry, the naked? Like, can you, can you see there? Because I think a lot of... I had a I had a moment um, years ago. I was working in a factory, and I was a powder coater, and I would spend two hours covering <laughs> that's just, head. To that's toe. as tedious as it sounds, probably. Yeah, yeah. The business card. Yeah. But I did enjoy. <laughs> no, I did. But I did enjoy that. Um, I enjoyed that job because I thought it was kind of it was an. I was once again sort of fascinated by the process, um, but <clears throat> I remember really struggling because in a factory, yeah, it's tedious and it's yours definitely a routine. Um, and I was, that was the first job I had coming out of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I don't count Macy's. Okay. It was the second job I had coming I out of ministry. I don't count car salesmen. But anyway, 
I had I, I was for really many, for many reasons. I was really struggling because I was trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing with my life, and I was like, "God, where are you? You know, this is not the path that I was supposed to be on." And I remember one night very distinctly, and I I don't hear God's voice. I don't. I never have. I've never heard an audible voice. But every once in a while, I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds, get like, it, but sounds, sounds like, like Morgan Freeman. Sounds like Val Kilmer. But they're getting no, definitely Morgan Freeman. Um, <laughs> but uh, I had this moment where I was, I remember I was in my shift in the powder coating booth. You did a two-hour shift in that. Um, covered head to toe in a Tyvek suit and a mask and everything else. It was hot and miserable. And I remember having this moment. I was had this sitter thinking like, I don't even know, like, God, where am I supposed to even find you now? Like, I can't. I don't know what's happened. Like my life had derailed as I was had planned it. And I remember very distinctly almost feeling like this sense of God saying or the divine or whatever saying, if you can't find me here, you can't find me anywhere. It was like, holy crap. Like it was a sort of a mind blowing moment. Um, and I wish I could say that years later that I'm really good at that, but I'm not. I mean, yesterday at work, I spent three and a half hours on one espresso machine. I wish I could say that like, I was finding the divine in that moment, but I was super pissed, and I so was I, super ready. I was super. Find God. I could not find God at the airport. I was ready to. I was ready to be done with that whole thing, um, and I was very angry and frustrated. Um, so it's not something I perfected, but I feel like the older I get, the more I'm able to find certain ordinary things to be sacred. So I don't know. For I sure. just. It was something I had been thinking about um, lately, and especially as it pertained to whiskey, because whiskey's awesome. So, there you have it. Very cool. Sounds like Matt's peeing, but he's just getting water out of his refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to be picked up on the mic. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hmm. All right. That's a good transition. Yeah, it was a wonderful yes! transition. Okay. Uh, further, <laughs> further in to just way back. Further in, further, like, further yeah. in. All right. Further out. F-U-F-I. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, it's not funny. Um, all right, so now we're going to actually transition into feedback, and this is like the first time we're actually going to have feedback. Um, sort of. Sort of. So, so we got a, a few feedback uh, pieces. We did have a couple five star reviews. Thank you for that. Actually, we had eight five star reviews. Eight. So, thank you. And only like 16 one stars. So, yeah. we appreciate that too. <laughs> so, thank you uh, to the, the people. We got one from. Uh, M Poly seventy nine. I'm not sure who that is. Um, <laughs> is is uh, that you or no? Or, that's or, definitely uh, my wife. Uh, thank, thanks, Mandy. Um, I was not born in seventy nine, sir. And then um, bad joke. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna edit myself. Okay. I knew we were going um, with that. And then, <laughs> and then uh, one from your grandma's kiss. You know, so, I have no clue. But it says. Keep them coming. Brad, you got to bring a coffee chew to the wedding next week. Okay. I'll need one the day after. That's got to be... I'm, I'm performing my brother-in-law's wedding this weekend, okay. and that's got to be somebody from my wife's side of the family, so... Somebody who says your grandma's kiss. So yeah. Whoever it is. <laughs> Thank you for your five-star review. Please don't change it. Um, yeah. After, after, <laughs> after we just we laughed you. at your... Yeah, laughed at your name. No, it's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, where are the coffee chews, bro? Uh, still not here. They just shipped yesterday, so they oh, should be here in the next yeah. couple of days. So. Thank they were out gel gelatin. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, and then another one is uh, Giff Reed on the Canvas Talk um, said uh, he's looking forward to discussion on Maxbox Matchbox Twenty. So, <laughs> uh, so we're so, gonna have Giff on. Sometime. So yeah. one of the worst bands of the '90s. That discussion's now over. Thank you. Yes, yes. We need we need three AM was one of the first songs I learned to play on guitar. Straight up, 
I'm gonna I tell you. I want to push you around. Oh. Well, I will. I well, I will. Push them into the sun. There Brad, we go. Brad, I want to take you for granted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. Gross. That's just gross. Uh, it's so wrong. What a horrible uh, song. <laughs> I mean, straight up, what did you hope to learn about here? I mean, <laughs> if I was someone else, I mean, I'd... This all fall apart. <laughs> all right, we're done. Uh, I heard that song about <coughs> ten seconds of it before I turned it off. All right, thank you guys for your feedback. Uh, also, we got some feedback from Greg um, about the audio on episode two. But hopefully, we're, this we're is, working on it. Yeah, we're working out the kinks. We're trying trying things out. So hopefully, yeah, this audio will be, be better. We're aware of the issue. Um, Taylor Fairchild posted a picture of he was listening to our podcast on his Tie Fighter iHome. Yes. While sipping bourbon, which Taylor. Is fantastic. Taylor is uh, my wife's cousin, and he is awesome. We love you, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. I'll see You're you my favorite listener. Yeah. I wonder if that's who it was who did the five star review. It might have. Been, that sounds like a name that he would have. Taylor's awesome. Taylor has like a hipster mustache. And <laughs> nice. All, and like he's all tatted up. It's awesome. He's a good guy. Nice. <clears throat> all right. So that's. Do you guys have any other feedback? Uh, no, but we did see that uh, we somehow had a download from Brazil and a download from the UK. So we yeah, would like to buddy. say hello to hey uh, however you say hello in Portuguese. Hola. No, no that's, that's definitely that's not Spanish. It. Spanish is not Portuguese. <laughs> and to well, the person in the UK, we'd like to say good day, mate. Put <laughs> <laughs> a little shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> I swear we're really not that ignorant if you're still listening. <laughs> I'm actually wearing my <coughs> Chelsea Football Club jersey right now They're for that person in the UK. I'm sure you're, if you're an Arsenal fan, I'm sure you've now shut it off. But, <laughs> Good night. Yeah. <clears throat> but we like welcome. Uh, we've had we were looking at the geography of our downloads and it's kind of all over the place. To the thirty some of you in Maryland that downloaded this, yeah, welcome. We know no one in Maryland, go, so this is awesome. Go Orioles. No. Uh, yeah. Not? Sure. Yeah. And. Maybe. I'm sure you realize, even though you're probably Ravens fans, that Ray Lewis killed a guy. Also, <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to uh, Is I Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? <laughs> That's what we'll be discussing next week on the uh, Inglorious <laughs> Pastors podcast. And now that we just lost Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> we do look forward to beating you in the Big Ten uh, tournament coming up soon. This so weekend. we would like you to send soft shell crabs. Yeah, yes, you get a chance to send crabs. Yes, send crabs. (laughs) All right, so again, I want to encourage each of you to don't forget we got a uh, hashtag coming up. I already got one picked out, so don't even think about it. All right, so um, we want to uh, encourage you to rate us on iTunes. The more ratings we get, the more visibility on iTunes. We really, really appreciate it. Five star, please keep it up. and then, so so my choice for the the hashtag is, and you, I mean, I really like it, but cherry flavored blood cops. <laughs> so so if you listen to this and you I made was it all the way say through, Jesus beans, but that's actually uh, we're gonna do hashtag cherry flavored blood clots. So um, that's just awful. If you made it to that, oh, make I'm sure, never gonna get that out of my head. Make sure you you send that hashtag to us. Um, follow us on social media. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. So subscribing, so it pops up in your phone. Um, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. because Facebook has weird, stupid algorithms where they want us to pay for advertising, and we're yes. not going to do that. So if you want to see our, it means you probably won't see our stuff necessarily unless you subscribe. Yeah. Uh, to it. Facebook.com slash Pastards Podcast. Hit that like button, baby. Hit the like button and hit the subscribe button. Yeah, as subscribe well. to what we're saying. And you'll see everything we post, which isn't a lot. It, yep. It Follow us on social media as well. At at uh, on Twitter, we're at, at Pastards Podcast. 
Uh, my personal Twitter is at MJ Basinger. I am at Polly named Brad. And at Polly named Matt. Yes, yes, yes. And if you have a topic you want us to discuss, let us know. Um, make sure you give us feedback. Um, also, a huge, huge thank you to Scott Drickle. Yes. Uh, uh, he updated our, our music for this uh, this episode. And so. just, just as a word of information, the one from the past two podcasts was sort of a rough draft of his that we weren't <laughs> supposed to post yeah, we weren't We were so that. excited about it. We put it on <laughs> and he sent us a message. He was like, uh, that wasn't done yet. <laughs> Oops. So Scott is one, a professional. We are not. So Scott, we love you. We appreciate it so much. He nailed it. He yeah. nailed it. We so, asked him for a 70s vibe and he definitely delivered on yeah, that. he crushed it. Uh, <laughs> he delivered. He yeah. delivered in a big way. So we yeah. appreciate that very much. Um, so with that, we're going to fire somebody into the sun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's such a terrible thing. It, it never gets yeah. old. All right. I hope like 50 podcasts and we're still laughing about it. Okay. We probably will be. Um, are, are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. All right. Have a, have a, have yeah, a great evening. Until then. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You're a disgusting human Wow. <laughs> well, we broke a new ground. All right. <laughs>